0: Stevie didn't know who the villain was in Stranger Things Season 2. This is spoilers. I don't know, it felt like throwing you under the bus right away, Stevie. I felt like
1: the writing and directing was the true villain, but <laughs> we'll get to that later on. No, well, let's get to that
0: right now. In our group thread this week, you have been trashing Stranger Things Season 2. I think you liked Season 1, but...
1: Um, I called Season 1 one of the strongest opening seasons to a series ever. and then, So that's how much I enjoyed Season 1. And so, yeah, you've been talking
0: a lot of trash, and I've just kind of stayed mum, so I'm looking forward to having this discussion with you.
2: Been trying what? to save it for the pod.
0: Yeah, save it for the pod, Stevie. Save where, it for the pod. <laughs> where are you recording from tonight?
1: I am recording from my aunt and uncle's house, uh, house sitting their dog while they are enjoying a uh, a fun getaway in Disney World in Elkhart, Indiana.
0: You were complaining about a scratchy throat, and I just heard a little sniff there.
1: Dude, it's <laughs> something. I mean, I love this dog. His name is Rudy. There you go. I mean, that's even a connection to this. But um, <laughs> I, I, I think I'm somehow allergic to it. I wake up with a scratchy throat every morning. And my eyes are like welling up, and got the sniffles. Oh God! And the hat. And outside, <laughs> and like outside of this house, I'm doing just fine. When I'm in this, when I'm in this place, it is not my dojo. So, Jordan, bear with me. Where is
0: uh, your dojo tonight?
2: <laughs> my, I'm I'm back at the home dojo, back in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. Awesome. No, no, no sniffles. I'm cured from getting sick from Josh. Josh's two kids.
1: Like you're not allergic to dogs, and like you were like oh yeah same symptoms when we were when you were over here for Thanksgiving.
2: I'm pretty sure your uncle has like a secret cat because <laughs> <laughs> as, as soon as I stepped in the door, I started sniffling right away. Something to it, man.
0: It's weird. And this is your humble host for tonight, although I'll be passing around to everyone. Um, Josh and I'm out of Goshen, and not really much going on here at all. So, oh, no, nothing important. Nothing important. My wife may be having early contractions for a child the trilogy. Birth. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to have my third daughter
2: any time now. So he literally might have to dash away during the pod. Yes,
1: <laughs> Stranger
0: Things. Indeed, it's very weird. <laughs> but uh, a little escapism here. Let's journey into the land. Before of- we do that, oh.
1: <laughs> Speaking of trilogies, Josh, what is your favorite trilogy of all time?
0: Ooh.
1: Oh, wait, yeah. is,
2: is Stranger Things going to be a trilogy? It's going to be a
0: quadrilogy.
2: I yeah, uh, It'll
1: be a quad.
0: Hmm. I don't know, Stevie. You really put me on the spot. Like, what's what's yours?
1: Lord of the Rings, by far.
0: Ooh, I, I think that's like when I think of trilogy I really do just think of Lord of the Rings So I'm It's have like to the
1: quintessential that. trilogy isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean the Godfather is a trilogy we, No,
1: that, that's a two-parter We don't count the third one <laughs> Anyway
0: <laughs>
2: What about Stranger Young Th- Guns?
1: No Ooh. Ooh. Stranger <laughs> Things
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, It opens with chapter one Mad Max Um stevie would you like to get us into that episode a little bit
1: obviously there's the boys uh mike is obviously missing 11 it's not as much as a like a mystery as uh the disappearance of will Byers in season one but it's a farmer who's bugging hopper saying so and so poisoned my land look at my rotting pumpkins hopper's mm-hmm. like whatever you know this isn't much to really talk about uh what is it? The boys head up to a ha- arcade. Uh, then they realize. I mean, um, so who has the high score? Is it Dustin I think on that so. vi- on that video game in the arcade? Yeah, I think, I think so. so. And it's been broken by a so-called Mad Max, which is where <clears> we get our episode title from.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I I thought some of the coolest shots of the whole season. Or maybe in this episode, uh, outside of the arcade, when it's kind of flickering back and forth between real mm. real life and the upside down. And Stevie, you criticized the hive mind leader, as we named it before the episode. <laughs> but I thought early on, at least, it was really cool and creepy and like vague enough to keep it. Interesting. It also
1: kicked off where season one like left off, which is. Will jumping back in between the upside down and the real world. Yeah. So I mean that was nice to see at least.
2: This is the first time we see the girl with the eight tattooed on her wrist, right? Like at the very yeah, that's very beginning. Opening that's, how scene. They, that's how it opens. Yes, yeah, yeah. a cold
0: yeah, open. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, about all I have for chapter one. Jordan, do you want to take us into chapter two?
2: Yeah. So chapter two is called Trick or Treat Freak. Um, And I think this kind of opens with Eleven um, going back through, I guess, the flashback. And she's going back through what happened after she beat the Demogorgon from the first season. Um, And it kind of goes through her story of, like...
0: Demma Jordan.
2: The (laughs) Demma... Damn it. (laughs) 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 And she kind of... She goes back to... uh, Is it Mike's house? And then she has to, like, hide in the woods. And it shows her getting found by... um, what's his face hopper um and then uh later on it follows the story follows nancy a little bit and she gets drunk and breaks up with steve and poor
1: dreamy steve poor harrington steve. steve
2: harrington stevie harrington. Steve harrington his his uh hair is almost as epic as our own stevie harrington's but
1: we have very similar hair <laughs> <laughs> they really Feathered do and
2: lethal <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then it kind of ends with the the little guys going trick-or-treating and Will kind of goes back into a f- upside-down flashback and um,
1: the guys are kind of freaked out about that. Yeah, he's carrying around uh, Radio Shack's own Bob Newby's, uh, what is it? He has a camcorder, doesn't he, when he's oh, trick-or-treating? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and he gets a shot of the stars, which shows that creepy outline that giant monster But um Does anybody else Hate Mike's dad if there's any character In Stranger Things I can't stand It's Mike's dad <laughs> Well
0: he gets He's kind these... of Cheated on in the end Right I mean spoilers But this is spoilers Well not like, not,
1: dude, not just no, there But happened. like <laughs> He is like The squarest Like most Reagan voting P.O.S. Like, especially, like, when the FBI is interviewing him, he's like, you can ask any of us. We're all patriots here. <laughs> like, I just, I hate Mike's dad so much.
0: <laughs> he's so boring, too. I'm glad. Just, yeah.
2: <laughs> no, he's just so bland and, like, just agrees with everything the mom says. And, like, uh, he, I, I don't think he's supposed to be much of a character at all. I think he's just background.
0: He's a simple kind of man. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but I think this is also the episode, like, we're introduced a little bit to Max's sister, or Max's brother, Billy. Um, he does have long flowing hair, though. But anyway, he's kind of the new sexy dude
1: in town. and He dethroned Steve Harrington real quick. Yeah, he's dude, a they, new
2: bad boy. They both suck at basketball. That basketball scene is redonkulous. I don't know if that's in this episode or not, but whoo, it's rough.
0: What didn't you like about it? Okay, so we're experienced ballers all three of us i mean we're from the hoosier state as this movie or this tv show is supposed to be from indiana
1: so no one can dribble no one can dribble
2: they're just doing the classic like as you're dribbling right in front of me we're just gonna like shit talk to each other with you like dribbling the ball right in my face then i'm gonna swipe it from you at the exact time we are done talking like body up on you perfectly (laughs) it was just it was just rough i was like i was laughing a lot because of how silly it was not at like the dethroning of stevie harrington
1: plus i was so confused with the relationship because i didn't know billy hargrove i didn't know if like he wanted to fight steve or bang him it was really (laughs) weird he was giving some strange looks in the shower but that's the same kind
0: of i mean not as in a perverse way but that's the same thing with his younger sister max too like you can't tell if he wants to punch her in the face. not his sister, man. Like, you don't know if he's gonna punch her in the face, just like haul off and whack her, or if he's gonna, like, actually stand up for her and be like a good brother. I thought his duality was kind of cool, and then the way they explained it in a later episode with his dad being like a complete jerk, right?
1: Yeah, I feel like his dad was gonna beat him up at any moment. It was actually kind of terrifying. Slapped him
2: around a little bit. Turns out Bill is kind of a (laughs) Hussy,
1: <laughs> and a racist. He really hates oh, Lucas. Super
2: around racist. Yeah, good point.
1: Super racist. No, yeah, no I read an interview with him. Like even more than Indiana standards.
0: No, he. <laughs> there's an. Well, first of all, his character is from California, and I thought he was racist for sure. But he, the actor who played him, said that he didn't think racism was his character's motivation, and I was like, what are you talking about?
1: What else would it have been? I don't know his was he sent by the Hawkins Department of Energy <coughs> I mean good Lord what else could what else could there be
0: his name is Dcker Montgomery he's he's an Australian actor so props for I I had no idea he when I saw American. that name
1: at first I thought he was from like the like the far hills of Alabama what kind of name is Dacra
0: Dcker how do you say that Jordan D- yeah, I don't know Dacre?
1: It probably is Daker I don't know (laughs) Well Let's get back uh, to the
0: episodes Yeah Uh, Chapter 3 is called The Pollywog And um, Dustin Finds A little pet In a trash can And they kind of Form a bond And That bond Is played up Throughout the rest of the series But this is the first place Where you see it And Dart at this point Is A cute Little How would you describe this Dude Jordan
2: like a
1: slug, a little pollywog, <laughs> like and then, and then he
0: morph. He like continues to morph and like shed his skin, and he has like he turns into more like a lizard or a frog with legs, and his,
1: he eats the goddamn cat.
2: He yeah, he messes up that cat.
1: <laughs> like messes up is like a really soft term. He disembowels it,
0: and he eventually turns into one of these what Dustin calls demodogs, and like. Are those even the final form or do they turn into demogorgons
2: later?
1: I think they might be a like a lower breed than the demogorgons.
2: I read somewhere that they like, were supposed to be like adolescent forms of the demogorgons.
1: Oh, okay, so they eventually stand?
2: I I think so, but I don't know. Gotcha. I don't I don't remember where I read that.
1: See, that's kind of what
0: I assumed, but I was surprised they didn't show at least one reach the final form. <laughs> I I don't know what what did you guys think of kind of the mythology they're building about the upside down world and the creatures coming out of it? I think here they did a pretty good job.
1: Um it was pretty cool to see uh like I guess you could say like a, like during like an adolescent Demogorgon like the demo dogs. And the baby. Oh, oh, only thing I was disappointed by was there were so many of them. Like, in the first season, there was just one Demogorgon, and it made it cool because there was, like, an actual fear about this one thing doing so much damage. Yeah, I feel like it kind of took away from the fear when there's so many Yeah,
0: of them. there's just, like, infinite Demodogs. Yeah,
1: there's so many of them that
0: it's, like... You can't keep score well, or figure out if you're, like, winning or losing. You know what I mean? Like...
1: Yeah, and I felt like why put so many in there when it was so effective just to have one in the first season?
2: Well, I also don't get, like, Dustin's little guy is, like, messing stuff up so bad. Like, if there were Dustin. eight or ten of these things loose around the town, all in, like, the same place, there would be, like, it'd be chaos. Like, wh- they just all come out of nowhere. Like, where, where did you guys all come from? And, like, yeah, where's your path of destruction behind you?
1: Where did you come from? Where did you go? It just made more sense to have <laughs> one. And I thought it'd been cooler if, like... This was just the only one and eventually it would turn into one of those demo dogs and then you kind of had to deal with that but it never really got to that point.
2: I could see maybe Shout like out. 2 or 3 but like the 10 that they eventually show is too much.
1: 10?
0: Yeah. They show way more than 10. There's like a whole herd running by them in the tunnels like. Mm, that's true. I, I would I would say like
1: 80 or 80. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, they, they like Lion King stampeded through there. <laughs> yeah, fossa was getting killed in there at some point. Like there was a lot of them. Here's
0: another thing <laughs> that Josh Van Elk friend of the pod pointed out to me is if they're a hive mind and an individual in the hive mind is there's like no way it could form a bond independent of the rest of the hive with Dustin and so like yeah. there's a scene towards the end of the series where Ooh. Yeah There's like one demo dog in the way and of course it's Dart and you you've just been waiting for it the whole time. And he like feeds him the old snack that he used to feed him, which was, I don't really remember, some sort of three, like Three granola, Musketeers. Three Musketeers bar. Yeah. And he's like, good boy, and he lets him through and Supposedly, Dart doesn't alert the rest of the hive mind, and he's also able to have,
1: like, yeah. If they're a hive mind, like that demo dog just would have killed Dustin right there. Or the whole hive would have, like, a bond with Dustin.
2: So you know I know what I mean.
0: I oh, what, that could
2: be. I get what but you're that saying. That would have been th- cool, right? I think that the the demo dogs and the and the fully grown demo Jordan in the first season, I think that they're almost like separate creatures from this thing like they all come from the same place but they're all like the spider thing whatever that guy the huge thing like i don't think it controls absolutely everything i think it is instructing them but i don't think they're part of that you know what i mean like i don't know that they're part of the hive mind
0: well the ending the way they destroy them is by killing the hive mind and they all just like fall to their dooms so lifelessly Mm. so i i took from that that they you killed the head and they all died So they were part of the hive mind Stevie, Yeah I know that, that is
2: a
1: good point I will say this Those are probably like The best stills of the whole season Was when Hop And Eleven were down there Like going after the hive mind Like if you like took those Individual stills Like those might be like I, okay, So the, all the two seasons Those would be the best ones but
0: I, I had a thought um, on that actually I thought that when they were just like tight on eleven, like using her powers intensely, I almost felt kind of awkward. But the like the wide shots where you could see the creature like poking through, those were awesome.
1: Yeah, those were amazing. They are some of the best shots of the first two seasons. I mean, the Hive Mind could end up being something bigger. I just hated that scene with Dart at the end, where Dustin's talking to a Dart, and it's full-grown demo dog at this point. You just kind of. Mm-hmm. And the last time oh, they no, saw each other, he whacked him with a bat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which that was a pretty great scene, too. Did that remind you guys of s- the sandlot at all? Jordan, you know what I'm talking about?
2: Does he hit the dog like with the bat? a bat? Like the
0: beast? Yeah, like he's high- he puts all like that baseball like padding on, goes out in the shed, and is like, looking out like he set a trap.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, I don't know. It gave me some sandlot nostalgia, but anyway
1: uh as far as story arc, story arcs go yeah how do you guys like the whole love triangle it's turning into jack nancy and dreamy steve harrington
2: <laughs> there's no way that john would ever have a chance stevie's too dreamy
1: he's so dreamy
0: <laughs> it is interesting i i think she's with steve now or i think she's Done with Steve now and Steve will end up just finding someone else
1: next season I'm, I'm sorry I said Jack I meant Jonathan my bad
0: I said it's alright no problem but I'm glad you mentioned that because one of the most memorable scenes for me from this whole season was when that weird dude in his bunker is like pointing out to them that they're in love with each other Stevie, I know you. You said before that you didn't like the tonal shifts of this movie. This is definitely a tonal shift. Did you hate this part? Yes.
1: <laughs> 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 to put it lightly, elaborate. It just see. It, it was a shoehorn like comedic relief, just like oh, let's put a conspiracy theorist in here. Like okay, whatever. And he also has a goddamn bunker in Indiana <laughs> in the 80s. Even cooler. <laughs> This
0: is where there's and, a little bit of a throwback plotline, um, kind of Reddit nerd sort of thing, because there's this big internet backlash about like the storyline not caring about Barb, who actually died in the upside down. So like, there's really like tongue-in-cheek lines in this season, like <clears throat> "Oh man, no one cares about Barb." <laughs> wink, wink. You guys notice that? Yes, yeah, for sure. And
1: what drove me off, like up the wall, about these bunker scenes was like, if you're gonna put Jonathan and Nancy together, just make it organic, make it a point where they kind of, on their own, come to realize that, hey, I'm actually have something cool here, instead of comedic relief jackass saying, hey, you two should fuck later. Like, it just, I don't know, I didn't jive well with me at all.
0: I totally agree with everything you're saying, Stevie. I will say, though, like, in the moment, first time watching it, I was very entertained and attuned to my television set. Looking, and looking it, back on it, it's it, cheesy, but... It, and if
1: you want to have four seasons, draw this love triangle all the way out. Like, it makes for better writing. It makes builds for better suspense. It makes for better discussion of which way is she leaning. Like, just draw it out.
2: Dude, Stevie, I, I agree with what you're saying about, like, for the storytelling purposes. But I think that later on in the season, we also see Steve, like make some pretty huge turns and I think he's developed into a more three dimensional character rather than like the I thought he was the best character of the whole series. Yeah, same of for the sure. whole season. Yeah, I agree. Like he he totally like turned it around. He's being like more of a mentor mentor to the, the younger guys and stuff. I think it's pretty cool. And, and he's dreamy.
1: So dreamy I thought it was maybe
2: a little
0: too far when he was like giving Dustin a ride to the dance at the end. I mean is he really going to spend his Friday night taking this like junior high kid to a dance? That didn't seem realistic to me, but like, whatever. <laughs> That's really nitpicking as far as unrealistic. What, this what, is what else is going on in, Haw-
2: <laughs> in Hawkins, man?
1: <laughs> no basketball game. <laughs> <laughs> no basketball. <laughs> Just so we can jump around a little even more, can we talk about episode seven? Yeah, let, let me yeah. just hit
0: the beats really quick here so episode right. 3 was the last one we talked about which was where they met Dart so then uh, chapter 4 is Will the Wise and quickly we just see Will uh, like possessed by the big giant spider hive mind leader <laughs> um, <laughs> chapter f- 5 is Dig Dug and I believe this is the one where Eleven like takes off from Hopper's house and like tries to find her bomb. Chapter 6 is The Spy, and um, Chapter 7 is the one that you wanted to talk about. And before you do, let's just point out, this chapter had by far the lowest IMDb rating with uh, like a 6.2. Everything else was in the high 8s or 9s, but this... It's
1: bad. Yeah, it is. What did you hate about it? Everything. (laughs) Everything. Like,
0: give me the pain, it, man. I did this ruin the series and season for you?
1: No, but they could have taken this whole episode out, and the se- season would still made sense. <laughs> like, it just seems so stupid that like they tried to build this conflict between Eleven, her long long lost sister, of who's good, who's evil. Um, the acting of everyone is terrible. Uh, <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. It it just blew my mind that this was even an episode. The acting was over the
0: top, and it was like they're creating their own little like X Men steampunk group,
1: Lord of the Flies with like <laughs> Lord poser anarchy in the UK, like uh, British punks. It just made me so annoyed. I really
2: like the idea of like eleven tracking down the other ten people or whatever who have like experienced what she's experienced, but this was a terrible, terrible execution of that like concept, and the the episode is pretty fucking awful.
0: I hated. I, sh- I shouldn't say hate. I did not appreciate like the whole gang really. I thought that was pretty ridiculous, but I did enjoy the actress that played. 008 or whatever her name no,
1: is. You no! You did? I thought yeah. she was okay.
0: I thought they had a quick couple cool conversations like when she made the butterfly in her head and um. That was cool. I, I liked I liked that she turned out to be like kind of hardcore evil-ish too. That she didn't like soften in the end. Like she wants to kill people. She's like a murderer. That, yeah. Right? And I don't know. I saw someone online say like it seemed like they didn't really know what to have eleven do this season, so that's what they filled it with.
1: Or any of the characters,
0: Jordan. What do you think about this episode seven? This much reviled
2: episode. No, I mean, like I said, I think it's it's a good concept, but it's just terribly executed. Um, she she hitchhikes what to Chicago to find eight, and she, her like, long
1: lost sister.
2: I I kind of agree with Josh. I think that the actress has and like the the character has some good points to her but yeah the rest of the gang is just stupid like the one guy that like initially looks like he's gonna stab 11 is like way over the top the rest of them are i don't know they're just kind of tagging along for the ride with eight and they fit like all the
0: demographics oh yeah Yeah. yeah tall lanky white dude with the mohawk there's a big bruiser black dude there's like the charming cutesy girl that watches out the window. I, I don't know. It it's pretty archetypal and like again, I said this earlier about another scene. Like looking back on it, super cheesy. I think the, <laughs> the first time you watch it, though, I gave it the benefit of the doubt and I was like pretty entertained. But
2: I feel like every 6. episode up- is
0: pretty low. Six point two is low, man. It Dude, is. it's a bad
2: app. I feel like every episode up to this point, I was, like, pretty compelled to, like, just keep watching. And this one, I was like, whoa, like, what, what are they doing here? Like, this this might have kind of lost me a like, little bit. Like, the episode
1: is called The Lost Sister. That, like, describes this episode in itself with the <laughs> The lost with the audience. <laughs> this is, yeah, the lost. <laughs> the, like, this is how you
0: lose an audience. Do you guys think that they should have taken that storyline and, again, like... I thought you said you could drag things out a little bit more. I thought they could have dragged out 11 just fighting Hopper at the cabin longer. Like yeah. their relationship is actually cool and entertaining and more scenes with Hopper the better, am I right? So like
1: I think you're right on that. More scenes yeah. with Hop the way better.
0: So like it's cool if you like shoehorn like, you know, 008 in with like a different special power that's interesting, but Can she have like a one off episode without a total scene change and like
1: I think it would have been more interesting if she if eight came to Hawkins looking for her. I think that would have made it a much stronger like story arc. Of hearing of a girl doing these crazy things and then her leaving her gang in Chicago and throughout the season just showing her, like trying to find like trying to get to Hawkins. Yeah,
0: and that would set the stage for think, Eleven in, a, in the next season to then right, go off and I think find that her. Would have, you know.
1: I think that would have been the best part of having Eleven trapped throughout the season with Hopper, and having Eight kind of trying to I wouldn't say set her free, but giving her something to look forward to in the end. So I think that would have been the route to go with that story arc.
0: Yeah, I mean, just Hopper verse Eleven honestly one of the strongest points of the season and i felt like she was running away by episode like three or four out of nine and it's like yeah oh, let's keep let's keep things moving here though chapter seven <laughs> the much hated uh 6.2 imdb episode where they spend it in chicago and then we moved to eight which is called the mind flayer it says the season basically escalates in ranking per episode and like w- with the exception of chapter seven being a huge dip, but eight and nine are the top two rated episodes. And you guys watched this whole season in one day, which I was blown away to hear. I spread it out over like two or three weeks. And like, wow, I was like really anticipating these episodes and thought they were awesome. Like I could imagine that being a little bit different when you're just kind of worn out. On your ninth episode <laughs> of the day,
1: <laughs> um, I mean that's what I do with these Netflix shows. I did it with like the first season of Stranger Things. Watched it all in one day. Did it with Glow. I did it with Narcos. Well, like, Stevie, you, see- you know why?
0: You know why I had sp- I had to split Stranger Things up because we covered the Gray.
1: Oh yeah!
0: And after watching that movie, I had to take like a couple days off of like depressing stuff. <laughs> I watched it's literally an watched Friends. Movie in the end. I watched Friends on Netflix. It was embarrassing. It's an
1: uplifting movie in the end. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Sorry
0: for interrupting, Stevie.
1: No problem. But um, yeah, I would say the two strongest episodes of the season. I think you're right on that. Especially with uh, Will Byers' exorcism in the end, which was awesome.
0: And the rescue of Hopper was cool too. The culmination of eight and nine are basically like a season finale over the course of two episodes. Yeah. And you finally see like the whole team in action. And we haven't gotten into the child actors really yet, this pod. But who of the four stands out to you guys? And like, do you think, what do you guys think about these kids? Careers, future careers as actors.
1: Um the kid who plays Mike already has a pretty strong career because he was an it. Yeah. Uh does can we throw Steve Harrington in there or is he too old? I was talking about the initial four, but I don't I don't mind who you go with. I think overall, I think Dustin will probably have the strongest career. The kid with cranial dysplasia. Uh what but uh i mean i think they're good actors so i think all of them have a chance of having a really good career
2: what? i think that the, i think that the kid that plays will is uh a little a little bland kind of like mike's dad i don't i don't know i, I don't necessarily <laughs> see him. all
1: patriots here so <laughs> i don't necessarily no, i agree going
2: places i think he's i don't know like in both seasons he's been used a lot less he's more of like a prop than anything i guess
0: how, what percentage of his scenes this season were just like him writhing and screaming like a <laughs> squealing pig? It was ridiculous.
2: It's a lot. I mean, and the last one, he's like just tied up in the, in the upside down for like at least half the season.
0: I agree. I wonder if they're gonna have to make him in distress or in a coma every season to hide his acting or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Okay, though, but these probably were the two strongest episodes. What do you guys think of the forty-yard dash and death of Bob Newby? <laughs> Bob, Bob Rudy. <laughs> Bob Rudy Newby.
0: I dude, Bob was a cool character because he
1: was an awesome character. I think you
0: expect him to like be a sleaze bag at every corner, and he's not, and he's just such a good guy. It made his death all the more impactful, and like. I don't so, know. He he died sacrificing himself, but
2: Christ character. He, what Jordan? He does end up <laughs> <laughs> Nice one. He does end up being really cool and like a really good guy, but was there like a some kind of insinuation in the beginning, like you weren't sure if he was gonna be good or bad or like what is I thought he was gonna be bad. Were? Yeah, I thought he was somebody from like the lab that was like trying to the family. I infiltrate thought he was really working family. for Hawkins. Yeah. Double agent. I was I and I, I don't know if you guys watched the episodes on Netflix after that was, like, beyond Stranger Things. Um, but they had said, like, the, the Duffer brothers said that, like, we did not intend for that at all. And that's definitely something that audiences have, like, test audiences told them. Like, is he supposed to be bad? Like, what's his deal? And they're like, no, he's just just a good dude, just trying to date their mom and stuff. And <laughs> so...
1: Radio Shack's own. but
2: I, nicest I think guy that's in the a, world. It's
0: a good mix because, like because you expect him to be bad, you kind of like, you feel more sorry for him because you've realized that's probably what all the kids are thinking too. And so I think he's a very sympathetic character and we've talked about Sean Astin before. He has like few roles, but he seems to nail them.
1: He was really good in this. And I liked that, uh, that conversation with Will in the car about like standing up to your fears And in the end, it worked very poorly for Will. I still like that (laughs) conversation. In the end, he ended up getting like taken over. But I still thought it was an awesome conversation.
0: One part that I did like from Will as an actor was when he got up and like told them all, like, "Oh, you have to do this and this because, like, I can tell that the hive mind doesn't want you to go to this place." And he's like totally pulling that trick on him because he's like part of the hot. High- Do you guys know what I'm talking about? When he like sets up that like SWAT team to die, I thought yeah, that was, was yeah. like the his trap. coolest part. Yeah, that was probably his coolest part of the series.
2: Definitely.
1: It's a trap.
0: And then one <laughs> other quick note on the young guys is that. Finn Wolfhard who plays Mike you said he was an it Stevie I haven't seen that he was we've reviewed it though on spoilers sweet really good movie he,
2: yeah he's pretty good in that
0: but does he not look like he will go straight from Stranger Things to successful modern rock indie band like directly
2: <laughs> like directly <laughs>
1: <What>? <laughs> there's
0: some producer get out there gonna pull, a, got a, pull like, a
1: reverse Jared Leto He's oh, gonna pull a reverse Jared Leto There's a producer um, out there
0: with like 50 tracks Just ready for him Once, he, <laughs> once he's done with season 4 of this
1: God
2: <laughs> I don't see it Josh
0: <laughs> Okay and then the the last one is Caleb McLaughlin He's Lucas He's our Winston Our our uh, favorite black dude, and I thought he was actually pretty awesome in this. And I—he's I, a good actor. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And him and Matt—a really
1: good actor—have
0: like a budding relationship, and it culminates with like a little kiss at the dance. But like,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: I—I <laughs> I legitimately thought, out of all of the upside down creatures and jump scares, like the creepiest thing to me was thinking that, like max's brother billy was gonna do something like really violent to lucas that was like my biggest fear this entire season did you guys catch that at all
1: he reminds me of like a racist stephen king bully out of one of his novels like that's what like that (laughs) dude reminds me of yeah i honestly thought he was like i mean i can't i can't get too weird with this but i thought he like what you said josh gonna do something pretty distasteful to lucas
2: I agree. It was like a very uncomfortable, like pit of my stomach thing where I was like, "Ah, I really hope he doesn't catch up to him. And like that one time he almost runs over like the whole group with his car. That was a close call. But yeah, I thought if he tracked down Lucas at some point, that was going to be very uncomfortable and terrifying.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I felt like too. And honestly, like, I guess it's a testament to that, that kid, Caleb's acting because I cared about him a lot more than I cared about Will. Or maybe I just have hey. Will. I just
1: have Will fatigue, man. That's like no, two I seasons will the thrill, of a coma. thrill, baby.
0: Two seasons of a coma? Come on,
1: bro. <laughs> that kid put up with like 150 degree heat, though, with his mom screaming at him. I mean, that kid has some resiliency.
0: <laughs> do you want to hit on Winona Ryder really quick then? If I could, really
1: strong season. If I could
0: Chuck Freebie segue this into Winona Ryder. Oh. Uh, I posted this on Instagram, too. Like, I thought she... I don't hate her, and I feel like she fits the role, but she overacts a bit.
1: My boy! My son! Will! Will! Will!
0: I don't think so. No? No. Um, What about those memes on the internet
1: that are like, my boy! (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just, I guess I look at it, I mean, I look at it a sense from her character point of view. I mean, she's literally been to hell and back for her son and to see her see her son kind of slipping away again would probably drive any person crazy. So I think it fits the character just fine. Maybe it's just her
0: wide eyes that
1: drive in us
2: Jordan. Mikey has a huge crush on Mino- on Winona Ryder.
1: <laughs> Dude, <Really>? Pretty sexy.
2: <laughs> yeah, he when we were kind of talking about it that first weekend, he kept saying how hot she is. Winona is hot and a little crazy. I like that. <laughs> 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 she she's a convicted thief, crazy slash hot.
1: <laughs> Dude, she's forty six years old, doing solid for forty six. That's that's a fair point. I
0: think that'd be a good match for money. I mean, the spoilers makes it big.
2: Might have Winona on. I'd be yeah. proud of him.
0: We can have him make that call. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) chapter nine. (laughs) The second half of the season finale of chapter eight and nine. um, It's called The Gate. And we were talking about these scenes earlier. It culminates with Eleven's comeback from her Chicago vagrant experiences. (laughs) And she has to personally, because she has like her telekinesis power, Like she has to shut the gate physically And it's a pretty cool scene Um Pretty great ending What were some of the other storylines that were kind of Interweaved here you guys
2: Uh you kind of touched on it earlier But Billy seducing Uh Mike's mom almost kind of Maybe
1: oh yeah Mm -hmm.
2: So the, the, (laughs) (laughs) The scene starts off And Mike's mom is like taking a bath And she's reading this book and on the cover Is like a a blonde, big-haired woman, a big-haired woman just like herself, being seduced by a big-haired man. Man. And someone someone knocks on the 80s door. 80s erotica. Yeah, it's 80s erotica. And someone knocks on the door, and of course, Mike's dad is asleep, and so she goes to answer the door in her robe, and Billy is there, and like, ooh. And just starts... He's hitting on her so hard, and they like go into the kitchen. I thought something weird was going to happen. I thought like she was gonna Setting jump, up for jump season bones. three man god man mike's about to have a little brother
0: this scene was actually a huge payoff for me because that billy character was so intense every time you saw him <laughs> and like this was like kind of a comedic moment in the middle of you know chapter nine where like yeah. all the shit is going down i really enjoyed the scene it was funny
2: I thought it was super weird at first, but like the longer it went on, I just started laughing a lot. It was, it was pretty good comic of <laughs> relief.
0: <laughs> she was like looking at his butt as he was walking out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I, weird.
0: I actually posted uh, a picture of this dude on our Instagram about a half an hour before we started up here. And I, I opened it up for our Instagram audience. Does anyone have a question? And user Ian underscore AS asked why wasn't there more biking in season two?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I felt like this season really lacked 11 moments, which was a huge draw in the first season. Like when they're biking away to get away from like the Hawkins Department of energy and 11 flips that van over them. And also with, uh, when Mike is, there's those two bullies that deal with Mike and Dustin all season when Mike gets thrown off the cliff, or he has to jump off, and like Eleven like stops him with her telekinesis. I feel like this season is really lacking those really cool moments.
2: I also miss the biking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the like the only times I can remember them biking around is like twice when uh, Dustin like arrives home and then the one time when they all <laughs> arrive at school um in the Ghostbusters like backpacks and stuff. Other than that, I can't Ooh, remember the rough day for very those boys,
0: which were awesome. Those backpacks were pretty sweet,
2: they were pretty cool. And it was pretty racist how Mike was trying to get uh, Lucas to be Winston.
0: <laughs> you think it was racist or naive yeah. and super hilarious?
1: <laughs> naive and super hilarious, <laughs> and a little racist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought they played that pretty well, and it's like the obvious joke to go there, too. So I'm, I'm glad they went for that. Um, that takes us all the way up through all of the chapters. You guys, um, final comments and yes or no's. are you guys ready?
2: Sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, Jordan, why don't you start us off?
2: Okay. Um, so it's going to be a yes for me. Uh, I would say like a, a seven out of 10 hard hardness rating on the Vigo Morton Mortensen scale. Um, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's it's a good follow up. I I think season one is a lot better. I like I said I have I did watch this in like a span of like a day and a half pretty much, and so by the end I was a little fatigued. I wish I would have stretched it out a little bit more. Um, I can see myself going back to watch season one, and I, I'm not sure that I'll ever crank out all of season two again. Um, and not not to say that it's bad, but season one is so epic and classic that. It's going to be tough to follow it up. In any case, it was good, not great, um, but definitely a should-watch for anybody out there that hasn't seen it yet.
0: Stevie,
1: um Harrington. I will give this a. I will get. <laughs> well, it's funny to say. That. I will give this a yes as well. Um, I honestly think the star of this season was Steve Harrington. I think you would say that. His, his character had such a fun arc. Especially when he was teaming up with Dustin, you know, a lot of the way through. And um, I agree with everything Jordan said. I don't see myself ever... Like, unless, like, there's, like, an out-of-nowhere callback in Season 3 where I need to come back to see how it connects to Season 2, I don't really ever see myself coming back to this. I think this is a case of writers were also the directors not really knowing what to do with the story and made a an elongated filler season I mean the, nothing concrete was done with this season at all so it made it really frustrating well Stevie Res- you say
0: that but you also asked earlier that they would actually stretch out a few of the plot lines even more
1: well I said into season three they still could have done like subplot sure but they still could have done something with the main plot I mean at least in the first season there was bad there was bad guys there was good guys there was you know bad guys defeating evil which is this season was just kind of one foot in one foot out don't really know what to do with it so we'll kind of just fill time So that's where my frustration came into it but I'll give it a yes.
0: Thanks Jordan I'm or Jordan and Stevie I'm glad you guys gave that yeses. I really think this season deserves it. To be honest, I'm a huge season two skeptic of like any show I watch. So I went into this like super cynical and didn't expect much and I loved it. Um, like I hate season two so much. I haven't even watched S- True Detective season two yet. Don't like, bother. It
2: sucks ass. <laughs> that's
0: what I keep hearing. So and, like, I love season one so Everybody much. Everybody whispers.
1: Everybody fucking whispers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hot take but yeah like i don't want to reason ruin season one for me and i i thought i was going to do the same thing with C- stranger things but like no this this television show is awesome they a lot of it is about mood and there's a lot of 80s music and there's a lot of this mixture of like being a kid's show but also for adults so like you almost feel like you're watching it as your inner child. Like they re- it's,
1: it's, it's the uh, Wes Anderson method. It's children doing adult things. Mm. So it's always fun to watch that.
0: Yeah, and just kind of the sci-fi aspect of it too. Like I really like a lot of things about this show. I'm I'm so glad that they have signed on for four seasons. Um, Paul Reiser is in this too, and we haven't mentioned him yet. He plays kind of like the laboratory director who he, he helps Eleven out at the end and gets her like her own birth certificate, so she's Hopper's adopted daughter now. But I thought he was going to be just like an Aliens, where he turns out to be a skis bag the whole time because the
1: slimiest of slimy people. Because he plays <laughs> the slimy
0: guy so well, I love him as a slimy guy.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I love Stranger Things season two. Um, It's weird though, because now that season two was good to me, like I'm even more built up for season three, and I do not envy the Duffer brothers and their job as far as like the criticism they have to come up against. Like, could you even imagine?
2: Dude, it's gotta be so tough. I can't. I I had heard after the first season that it was gonna be more of like an anthology, like that. This group of people wasn't even going to be in the next, like in Stranger Things season two, and I was almost like relieved at the time because like I didn't see how they could follow it up, mm. and I think they did a really good job. But it, like, do you guys think it would have been better to almost do like anthology style and then maybe come back to to Hawkins like in a few years no. or something like that? No, like a, because how, it, we had
0: a glimpse I how into, how into that. that. Well, we had a glimpse into that with season or with episode seven, right, Stevie? Like that would have been. Where a season two would have taken place. with well, I think like, with that character.
2: Stevie said that it was like shoehorned in, but if it would have been like a whole season of getting to know like this other like eighth story or six or whoever is out there, we're gonna you know, spend
0: like, nine episodes in that warehouse, Jordan.
2: No, just her oh, journey God, to no. finding a if, if they have a whole season, then it's different. Yeah, I think it could have been. I don't know. I, but see what you mean. I, I think to go back and like address these people again was i mean it was done pretty well about as well as you could expect and i think that people people fell in love with these characters the first time around and it would have been suicide to like just desert them
0: also i love the fact that it's in indiana just like us oh yeah it's in northern indiana somewhere within driving distance of chicago too so like it's pretty much zeroed into all of our home base locations. I would say, right? Like, where do you think Hawkins is?
2: Like it's Gary? Probably it's probably somewhere lame in the region. The region. Oh man, because she did
1: get Chicago pretty easily, didn't she?
2: Yeah.
0: Real quick before was, before we end this episode, I I have to bring up my favorite scene of the whole season, or at least the funniest, and that is after you know we talked about billy getting violent possibly with lucas he actually gets violent with steve late and he pulls this move on him where he's just like punching him in the face and it's a movie cliche where like a dude goes nuts and just like punches a guy to death like i thought steve was about to die no one tells me what to do But then they they follow that up with this hilarious scene where he's like coming to in a car, and he sees all the characters one by one (laughs) culminating in a scene like who's driving? Yeah, thirteen year old girl (laughs) who he's never met (laughs) zooming. No, don't touch it. Don't
1: touch it. Hey, buddy. It's okay. You put up with the fight. You kicked your ass, but you put up with the fight, buddy. Okay, you're
2: okay. What's going on? Oh, oh my God. She's
1: relaxed. Oh. So She's driven before yeah, the boat. He had a parking lot.
0: That counts. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're going to leave you behind. No, oh
1: but God. I promised that you'd be cool, okay? Oh, 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 oh. What's going on? Oh, oh my the car. Slow down. I told you he'd freak out. Stop the car. Money, shut oh. up. I'm trying to focus. All right, let's go. Sideline, make a let What? Make a turn
0: laugh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny That was good.
0: <laughs> I think you're right though Stevie Steve Harrington like if you look up Stranger Things memes right now it's gonna be all Steve Harrington like I think him and Mike definitely have a career in front of them
1: if they made season 3 about Steve Harrington and Dustin Adventures I would be okay <laughs> with it like those two's chemistry is
2: awesome if I'm buying stock in but anyone, um, it's definitely Steve Harrington stock.
1: Yeah. Skyrocketing. It's Bitcoin high right now.
0: <laughs> you guys take that. I'll take my mic as a like future Julian Casablanca's lead singer of the Strokes sort of guy. Dude,
2: that is, that is a weird call, man. That's going on pennies on the Mars dollar. Volta, man. No He's one, one of a it.
0: Mars
1: Volta type. <laughs>
0: Fine though. There's, uh, yeah, big gains to be had there. So, I guess that's it. Um, any plugs you guys wanted to get in before we threw it to Spoiler Man?
2: Uh, probably trivia episode coming out at some point in the next few months, depending on how long it takes to edit.
1: (laughs) Quite some time. Could take a (laughs) while. It's pretty long. Uh,
0: Can I just get this out there publicly, like? at the trivia event I feel like I was pretty hard on you Jordan when I picked a particular category and it was very difficult I would just like to apologize and say like thank you for uh, making the trivia work for us yeah
1: as much as I hate Rotten Tomatoes you did a really good job with that so congrats to you I
2: mean it's it's fun, and I, it's fun to have everybody in the in the same room and duke it out <laughs> trivia style.
0: <laughs> oh, we were duking for sure, but yeah, check out our trivia episode when it comes out. You can go back to episode one hundred and watch Blackout Passion. Like we have a lot of episodes.
2: Um, episode fifty was our first trivia extravaganza, I believe.
0: Yeah, and you can hear me in the background saying
2: "ding." <laughs> <laughs> First spoilers appearance, I think
0: it was. <laughs> wow,
2: nostalgia! But
0: I think that's it for Stranger Things. Uh, that was spoilers.
2: Boss baby,
0: boss babies, really a 2017 phenomenon for you, Jordan.
2: Please don't forget to leave us a review by searching for Movie Spoilers. Clicking on the Cereal Bowl, select the Reviews tab, and leave us some stars and some words. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcast spoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme.
1: Additional music from Work Turn and Akira.
2: That was Spoilers.
1: Like when me and Lauren have a child, I'm like gonna be texting, and calling you every day. <laughs> Just what the fuck do I do?
2: When, when am I allowed to go get cigarettes? <laughs> 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 Shoot. Shoot. Jesus Christ! <laughs> that was worse than a, a Zach Nees call. <laughs> <laughs>